Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. God, we pray that you'd open up our hearts this morning. That you would depart and impart everything out of us that's not like you. Get it out now. But you would impart everything that is like heaven. And that's a hard, uh, it's a hard exchange at times because we can fake and we can play religious and we can clean ourselves up and put our best foot forward as we're coming in for a job interview. But God, you search our intent, our motives, and just really who we are. And God, we're exposed this morning. We need your grace and we're grateful that your character says that you meet us and you love us and that you run to us to set us free. So we ask for your freedom this morning. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. We've been uh, in the story of Jonah. Love runs to God's love wanting to go to a city, Nineveh, where they are not following the God of Israel. They're not following the King of Kings. And Jonah gets the assignment from God, mission impossible, you got to go to Nineveh, this great city, and tell them destruction is coming. You say, well, most people would like to carry out that message. That's right, war, buddy. Jonah's like, I'm out. He flees the other way. God shows up in his life. He repents and gives him a second chance and says, go about your assignment again. I'm grateful for first chances, second chances, third chances, a million chances, anybody, right? Grateful. Pastor Dave uh, and my hope would say, God saved you from your sin yesterday. The sin that you might be thinking about right now, and then the sin that you're going to commit tomorrow. So God saved you regardless. That's what Jesus did, his, his miracle um, life, his freedom that he offers us is powerful, and that's what God wants to do when he's saying he's going to bring judgment. His goal wasn't to just destroy Nineveh, that he would use a messenger. And you start to find out really why Jonah didn't want to go. Jonah didn't want to go at first because he really recognized that God would do it. But Jonah had an issue with the people of Nineveh. And as we look at his story, we're going to find out that um, not only did God give the people of Nineveh, multiple chances, but he got, gave Jonah multiple chances and constantly provided throughout all of it. Um, we're going to read the chapter. Verse 1, it says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And so the city is having revival. You would think that someone sent by God would be excited about the results that Nineveh has turned from their ways. Now, you could think in an American context, we think we're at uh, kind of throat with North Korea? What about if God had revival in North Korea right now? And be hard to celebrate that for some. But as you think about kind of the backdrop, maybe that can be a good illustration of how this contrast looks like that Jonah is so different from this people group. He's of the people of Israel. He's been set apart and he has himself... Um, kind of, he's a king's kid and he knows it. Um, but the people in Nineveh, maybe they don't get it and shouldn't deserve it. 
So he becomes exceedingly angry as they're having a revival in their city. They're repenting. The king of Nineveh, even there's just all the leaders repenting. Because sometimes it's not just enough to say sorry. It's how you say sorry. And if you ever made a mistake at home or in a relationship, the, the tendency is, I'm sorry. Oh, let's move on. You get the sorry out. You don't even get a breath into the next sentence. Now, Nineveh was repenting hardcore, like hardcore repenting. And they didn't even know if God was going to answer their prayers or if God was going to show up. They just repented because they knew they were wrong. Is that Don Kill? Good to see everybody. They were repenting this morning. Think of that. That's empowerful. So, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry, and he prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? We start to find his reasoning. This is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you're a gracious God and merciful and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. Therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, do you, not, do, you do well to be angry? Jonah went out of the city and sat at the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. It's a pity party booth. And he sat under it in the shade until he should see what would become of the city. Now the Lord God appointed a plant, because God is just so good, and made it come up over Jonah that it might give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. And God is good, right? Oh, thank you, God. You showed up. Oh, here we go. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came on the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. And when the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. Sometimes your issues in life, sometimes your battles in life, you can't blame it on the devil. It could be God rocking the boat. Maybe your plant's gone and maybe there's issues because God is trying to get your what? Attention. He's trying to get your attention. I'm doing something. Now, there's two sides of that. The devil is real and wants to attack you all the time. But sometimes it's just good old-fashioned discipline because God loves his children enough to discipline them. The only way you know is you really stay on your face before the Lord and you try to really discern and ask him and he will show you. So Jonah, that he was faint. And when he asked that he might die and said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you do well to be angry for the plant? And he said, yes, I do well to be angry, angry enough to die. Sometimes when kids say crazy things, they don't even mean it. They say, I hate you. It's just belligerent with their words and their vocabulary. This is the interaction right here. And it's so good because this is still in the confines of family. Jonah's still with God, interacting with God. I love the raw feeling here because you see that Jonah, he's, he's honest and open with his issue. And he, the Lord is now, the Lord knew his issue the whole time, but we've seen in the story that it's kind of been uncovered that his whole issue of why he never wanted to go to the city is because he didn't like the people of Nineveh because they didn't look like him, they didn't talk like him, they didn't come from the same background. And so what he was dealing with was some massive prejudices and racistness in his heart. And so he's like, 
I'm not for them. I'm not for them. In fact, I would just rather die, God. I care more about this plant than them. And the Lord said, you have pity on the plant for which you did not labor, nor did you make it grow, which came into being in a night and perished in a night. And you should not, should I, and should not I pity Nineveh, that great city in which there were more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left and also much cattle. That end right there, you know what that, um, that verse 11 what it, what it, what's entailing is this, that God is saying, I look at that city and they don't have a shepherd. They don't know right from wrong. They're not fully able to distinguish. I want to set them free because of what's going on in their life. And uh, so this is laughing. I love how you, yes, it says, amen. It's like, okay, sister, you are so good. She, you wrote a book. What's your book called? What's your, what is it? Yeah, and that's, that's good. And God has, God has delivered you so much. That's what I love. You just got a story, don't you? And she'll tell it to you. It's good. And you live right across the street. And you've been praying for us. I know. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. One day you came up and you prayed for me, and I felt the sincerity and the humility, and you even asked if you could. And I thought that that was um, just, just so complimentary. So thank you uh, for what you do for the body of Christ and being sensitive to pray. She didn't even know what was going on here, just knew there's a church across the street. And um, she said, I mean, God prompted me to pray. I believe it's because there's a movement that God has called us to do, and he wants us to be reconciliation agents, to reconcile people people that don't look the same, they don't talk the same. So if you look around in here, you say, oh, I can find someone like me, but I for sure can find others not like me. Well, get a glimpse of heaven, friends. Join the party, y'all. We're intentional to try to come together. We all don't make rap music. We all don't sing as beautiful ballads as Josh at uh, three in the morning, able to write songs and wake up on caffeine. We're not all as amazing to rock a cowboy hat and play on six string guitars, right? But you can't. It, 12-string guitars, my bad. I knew it was something big. I tried to exaggerate. I don't, not everyone can say, man, we too grown, right? Not everyone can say we too grown, Cam. Not everyone can do these things. We're all different. Not everybody can hold it down in different types of ways. Not everybody can play the violin. Like Devin's mom, come on. Not everybody can do these different things, but you know what's amazing? You start to recognize that God can. Not everyone can make jewelry like the amazing, beautiful Mrs. Pryor. Come on, amazing, woman of God, amazing. And I'm grateful because you know what she said one time? She said, she said I, this kinda, I can't always relate because everyone's younger and stuff, but I keep feeling the Lord bring me back here and this is where I'm finding freedom. And then she made that jump and ever since then it's just been like a wave of grace. So I thank you for coming and staying and being a part of this. And I say all that to say this, and here's what's going on here. God had so much sympathy and compassion. As we go back to the very beginning, this is where Jonah understood. Jonah understood this. Man, God, I know your character. I knew you would do something great. We've been praying for faith. We pray that God would use us. We pray that God would do something amazing. Look at the faith of Jonah. He didn't even want to go because he knew God would do it. I don't want to go because I know he'll do it. I don't want to. That's how much I hate those people. I know you'll deliver them. I know you came to set the captives free. I know you're merciful. I don't want to see them saved. 
In a pre-launch um, meeting we had in our house, and so pre-launch, that means before we ever had any of us gathering, it was like 12 of us in a room trying to figure out who is who and where we met each other from. And where, where'd you meet someone? Oh, Jerome at Potbelly. Oh, really? What were you doing? He was just telling me, making a sandwich, and we're going to reach the schools in Lansing. Awesome. Where'd you meet Jerome? I met him at, uh, you know, it, it, uh, this, it was this, this checkout aisle um, for just you paying for your parking or whatever, the checkout thing. And then, and then where'd you meet Crystal? Oh, Jackson. Or where'd you meet Rob? Oh, here. Where'd you meet Tina? And you're right. And we're just coming together in this room. Uh, not, not a, not a elaborate bunch by any stretch of the imagination. Didn't look like we were going to change the world. There'd be times I'd be doubting, where are we going, God? And, uh, can you send us more? And the Lord's just like, nope, you're, you're going to get, those are your people. And it was so cool. Um, but one of the things we challenged that one time, write down the sins that if somebody did, it'd be hard to forgive. What would be the hardest sin to forgive? So some talked about, obviously, abuse to children. Some talked about murder. Some talked about uh, oppression of people. And it was so fascinating because we all had this hot point of something that would be so hard to forgive. Because over time, there's people and there's certain uh, issues that we see that we just don't want to run anymore. I don't want to forgive them. God, you can forgive them, but I'd rather not go and be a part of that one. And I thought it was so challenging, not because it was, let's force ourselves to love the person who's murdered somebody. No, 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 just stop for a minute. But do we believe that God's nature is, as we go back here, that he's merciful? Go back to the beginning of, at the very beginning of the passage. I want to read his character. His character here, for I knew that you're a gracious God and merciful, that you're slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. But I also knew that I hated those people and I didn't really want them to receive that love. Do you see, the love of God is so scandalous. It, uh, we can preach equality, but until it costs you something, you'll never experience it. It's one thing to say we want to take some resources from a school that has abundant resources and give it to a bunch of kids that don't. But what about if we were to say, let's flip the tables? We have lack and they have more. And I think someone could say, well, pastor, that's crazy. Why would we do that? You know, God's given us the ability and favor. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying that we do that. What I'm saying, though, is why do we have an issue with that? I think that probably gives us a greater indicator of what's going on in our hearts. I think what's going on in our heart is it is dark. And I, we start to believe this junk that somehow God doesn't love them. And we, we only tolerate people and it doesn't cost us anything. And so it's one thing to hear about people that are experiencing injustice and think, oh, well, gosh, you're just part of the problem. You keep talking about it. Why do you keep talking about it? Why aren't you standing for an anthem? What is going on? Would you stop for a second? Listen, because I think what you'll find is this. And I'll use this analogy. If somebody here, high human being, you've been trafficked, you've, you've been sold into sex slavery from China, and then they have issues with dating. And we would say, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I understand, right? We'd be a little empathetic. It's going to take a while to heal that, sister so-and-so. I love you, right? We'd be so sensitive. But then when it comes to people that just can't get 
the issues they've dealt with because there's oppression pushing them down. And when you say, well, there isn't, it seems like there's a quality. There, you look, guys, there is a quality when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's not a quality on the same day, every single day throughout America. There's not. And then here's the truth. We could say, well, okay, this is where it gets crazy. He's going political on us. No, 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 no. Stop, pause. Stay with me. Come on. Stay with me. Look, we're not comparing ourselves to other countries. It's the greatest country ever. Yes, cool. Who said it wasn't? Check it. We, though, are a Christian country, ambassadors, though, sent from heaven, citizens of another land. And last time I checked, our standard isn't if we're better than a third world country. Our standard is if we're comparing ourselves to what heaven looks like. And what heaven looks like, I'm telling you, it gets a lot messier than you want it to. I'm telling you, Jesus jumps into our junk and he starts to say, I want to save Nineveh. I do, Jonah. I do. Jonah. And in fact, I want to get your attention so much that I used you to do it. And I gave you a plant for a shade just for a second, but I took it away so it'll get your attention to show you, Jonah, you started to like the things more than what I want to do, more than the people. And I'm telling you, it doesn't, it's, it's one thing to know, but it's another thing to have it in your hearts. So how do you learn it? How do you go? People have been asking us, well, what do I do to change the city? I'm like, look, 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 stop. You're not changing the city. In fact, you'll probably learn more from the city than you have to offer to change. It's both and. Well, we got to help the poor, right? No, no. Jesus said the poor will always be amongst you. But what he said, though, is what you do unto the least of these people, all people you're doing unto me. There was two crowds. One crowd says that Jesus uh, is going to come in. They're the sheep that's at the right hand of God. They're, they're going to come in at the final moments. And, and they didn't even recognize what they were doing. The second crowd, they, they didn't recognize either, but they didn't do to the least of these. And so who are the least of these? Look, I'm telling you, it's marginalized people, but, it, but it's all people. And if you haven't put yourself in the least of these categories today, this morning, I got to ask you a question. Do you even know God? And here's why, because the gospel says this, all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. There's, there's the, there's, how do you get in, preacher? Yeah, well, you don't, you can't. What do I got to do? You can't. What do I got to buy? You can't. And once you start to realize this, this is why it's so awesome. You know how many people have asked me, what do I wear when I go to City Life? I want to ninja kick them. Just be like, be like, what do you mean? What do you wear? Because here's what you've said. What do I have to do to meet Jesus Christ? Nothing. 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 And I know this to be true because if somebody came in here of noble birth, so let's say, uh, you know, like LeBron came in here. LeBron was great when he was winning championships. He's not great when he starts talking about it. Just stay in your lane, sports player. No, no, no. Look, it's both. It's both. That's what we've been missing. Deep reverence and honor for the flag and people that have given their life. Are you kidding me? Of course. There's good people. Deep reverence. But also deep reverence for the injustice that's taking place to slow down and listen a little bit more and not try to solve it in one quick minute because we wouldn't try to solve somebody that's been trafficked for one quick minute because maybe you haven't experienced abuse, but that doesn't mean others haven't. And I bet if you ask some people in this room, I bet what you'd find is they've experienced a lot of different things. In fact, I'm going to rephrase that. When you ask people in this room, you'll find that they have experienced some very unjust things. So where do we go from here? Here's where we go. It's okay to just be on the wheel wrestling with God. That's what's so great about this story is Jonah left it so he could see how broken he was because he wanted people to see how great God was. How great God is. 
This is so freeing and so liberating. That the gospel gives hope to those that have been broken. It also gives radical purpose to those that can provide help. It gives intentionality to people in a way that even when you don't have resources, you recognize, I have it all in Jesus Christ. And when you have resources, you recognize, ooh, I have to submit and humble myself before somebody who's greater. There was a cop that I uh, one time was biking with at the Mac, right, on a Monday. I, I, I go to the Mac. And it's, my, it's like my one thing to be like, I'm going to check out. Because when you're immersed in helping people's lives, especially people that don't... Um, they're not starting from the same starting line. Meaning, okay, if you talk to a kid that doesn't have his dad and he's got a reading level of, you know, first grade and he's in fifth grade, it's a little different, wouldn't you say? You know, we could say, well, all parts are equal. Yeah, okay, yes, every, you know, but it's not, yeah, there's sin everywhere, but not all things start, not all people start from the same starting line. And so on a Monday, we're hanging out there and this guy's next to me and I know him just as the guy who uh, takes a lot of shots when we're on the basketball court. You shoot a lot, you're Mr. Shoot Button, and you get mad, and you can't hoop. Like, and we're biking next to each other right now. High shoot button, bike hoop guy. He starts talking. He's like, oh, what do you do? And I just tell him, yeah, it's pastor. Really? Really? City life? Yeah. What do you do? I was a retired cop. Oh, wow. Interesting. And uh, I do inner city work, and that's great. He goes, I hope you never take people's dignity. I was like, huh. I said, no, we're not. Let's talk about this. And he's like, what I learned in 30 years of law enforcement in, in, in some of the worst parts of, of Detroit, not Detroit now, Detroit then, 30 years ago, right? Over the, so um, what I learned was I learned more from people about what they were going through, that, that they were products of the environment, and sometimes they, it, it didn't leave them off the punishment, but yet you could start to understand how they got there. And he said, he started teaching every single police officer. He said, look, don't just do this as a job. Don't just see them as criminals. You have to understand they're people and they deserve dignity. So there's one thing you can never take from somebody. You can handcuff them. I don't care what they did. And I'm telling you, but you can't take their dignity. There's been a prophetic story. I'm wearing a Love the City Heart one time shirt at this, um, uh, just, what is it? A party store. And, it's not the party store everybody goes to. It's not the one you take your kids to. It's kind of fun to go there, honestly. I love it. It's crazy. You know, there's deals going on in the parking lot, and we just go there, and we just there. And uh, kids, everything, just walk in. What's up? And we just, hi. And there's this guy in there. He goes, love the city, huh? I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, I'm from Detroit. It's more like I'm from Detroit, right? Everyone's from Detroit. It's like, okay, we're from Lansing, dude, okay? And, um, and, he says, I'm from Detroit. And I said, awesome. And he goes back to normal dialect, but Detroit. And, and he said, I'm retired. And, I was, and there's a story that stood out because he was listening to what we were doing. And he said, there was these two kids that killed uh, police officers and they were sitting in a jail cell. And he goes, they were reading their Bible and they're going to get multiple counts of life forever, right? If you kill a police officer, you're, just, you're never getting out, right? And... Um, you never get out with any murder, but, but everything possible in those type of situations. And they, they was reading the Bible. This guy's crying down his eyes. He goes, what are you doing? You're reading the Bible, huh? And the kid was like, if someone would have told me about this, I would have never been here. If someone would have told me about this, I've never been here. When you think about Love the City Week, like I got this picture of kind of Lansing here. You want to see what Lansing's like? This was my Facebook feed. Here's Lansing right now. How Lansing's commercial neighborhoods are thriving in 2017. I love it. Are you kidding me? 
This is awesome. There's businesses. Have you been seeing what Gillespie Group's doing? Don't hate. Man, it's awesome. Celebrate. They're putting in a building. They got colors. They got, they got Lugna Stadium going on. It's good things for the city. We actually got coffee shops now. We got food places. We got things opening. We got a barbecue shop. I mean, there's things happening. Food trucks on the corner. It's good, y'all. It's good. People are actually trying to fix up the city. It's a good thing. But then there's this other part of the city. New this morning, two women are wounded in an overnight shooting right by Potter Park zoo and you know if you read the comments there it's like oh Lansing you know great is it continued this started but but here the comments were like that's why we got out that's why we got out that's why we got out and so there's so many stories going on there's some people that actually need to get out of the city they do they do but how do they get out we got to go here's the thing we're not going with life jackets We're not going like us versus them. We're going as a we. People can feel when it's we. They can feel when it's we. They can feel when a doctor, have you ever had a doctor treat you like a person and not a number? You can feel the difference, can't you? And now you can start to understand as the doctor has gotten callous because he is hearing stories all the time. There was a doctor recently, was in there with my dad and um, my dad's having serious back pain and the doctor is just very blunt. He goes, people come in here all the time and they lie and they need drugs and they need drugs and they need drugs. How am I supposed to know that you guys actually need help? It was so neat because it was a great raw exchange. And he knew that we did need help, but it was a little bit for him to unveil the mask of what he deals with. I think it's so easy to just kind of throw off people that start treating people wrong. But Jonah had a reason why he felt this way. He had saw a lot of abuse. He had seen people lash out. He had seen what the Assyrians did to the people of Israel. So he could even say that he was dignified in his position to not like those people. And then God's saying, no, 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 no. Don't you understand though? Those are still my people. This is the nature of the gospel. It ripped down the barriers. So you got Jew, which is these people that have been set apart, children of Israel, and then you got Gentile over here, and they're like, them? They, you're going to save them? This is crazy. This is amazing. What does this look like to, to, to go by people and love them, to not take away their dignity? So I'm here to give you a handout, person, because I heard you need help in the city. No, no, no. No. I'm here to love you because... You're made in the image of God. Do you see the difference? You're made in the image of God. And so I would say this with these pictures. Here's what, here's what I would, here's where I'll challenge us. Which one is it? Both. Should you just be a part of developing? Maybe that's your call. I love it. But don't ever forget what's going on here. And then what's going on here? Should you just be so mad that things are being, no, no. You might not ever be able to position yourself for the interaction and the changing that could take place of what a region looks like when they holistically allow themselves to, to follow Jesus Christ. And I'm going to take off my shoes here and uh, I'm going to expose something for you. I always wear different socks, but they fit the same. And, um, and here's what I think. I think we've been like Jonah a little bit. I think we've been like Jonah. It's like, God, I don't want to run because I realize what your shoes mean. Your shoes mean that you love all people. Your shoes mean that you're merciful and you're abounding in steadfast love. 
Your shoes mean that you can actually change people and I got to listen to them. Your shoes mean that I might not understand everything, but it's okay because I'm coming in the message of hope and love. Your shoes mean that I got to honor bad bosses sometimes when I don't want to. Your shoes mean that I got to forgive people, but I don't want to. This is the type of pain we feel. But your shoes mean I don't, I don't like that one church. I get it. I get it. I get it. Are you kidding me? There's a time to opt out all the time. Join the crowd. You want a pity party? You want to get a shade in a corner? We can share war stories for, we just go back and forth. What happened to you? What happened to me? What happened to you? What happened to me? Let's just go back and forth. But when do we stop and then look at Jesus Christ? You know what happens when we look at Jesus Christ? Here's what happens. Here, here, here's the truth. I'm just going to read how Jesus talks. Here's what Jesus says. Luke 23, 34. And Jesus said, as he's hanging on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and he's just hanging there on the cross with one thief, who, the thief and murderers who are recognizing him. One is recognizing him, the other one's mocking him. And uh, he's right there in the middle, both guilty. So you need to be aware. We need to close the gap as, as much as possible. And how does that look? I think we get overwhelmed that God wants to change Nineveh and he wants to change the world. And does he want to save North Korea? What does this mean? Uh, you know where it really starts? It starts at your local park and it starts in your heart. It starts with how you authentically serve at your job and you love people. And it starts by letting Jesus love you. He's been running to you a really long time. And he's been gracious to you infinitely. And it is hard if we're keeping score to continue to love people. And I'm not saying that we stay in relationships that we've been abused. I'm not saying that we, we constantly try to willingly um, be oppressed. But what I'm saying, though, is as God's people, we start to make the main thing the main thing, which is the good news, freedom, done in love. I love Solo when he, when he shared the, um, where's he at? You guys, the worship team would come up. But he shared the poem. And um, it said, it said we're ballads of a, we're, what is it, artists or ballads of a love song? Yeah, some, we pull that up. Singers, singer, it's just so good. It, was, it, it just communicated the exact, pick, be a singer of love ballads. Share your heart, that is which, um, share your heart, that is which love inspired makes beautiful art. Okay, so if it's love inspired, a police officer should be love inspired. Your local neighborhood drug dealer, I hope it's love-inspired too. Because that's a decent place to start from. If it's love-inspired, I think we can actually get to the goal. But if it's not, if it's divisive, because here's what we do. Here's what we aren't as opposed to what we are. Let's first start with what we are. We are humans. We are all made in the image of God. We are all sinners that need help. And this is what love runs to means. This is the theme. This is the essence of it. It's that we make much of God who's merciful slow to anger, and we're making really minimal of us because we all have got our shoes many times on the sidelines. And so I empathize with you this morning. Of course. Are you, is it hard? Yeah. Do you want to give up? Of course. How many times do you forgive? 70 times 7 per day. Good luck. How do you maintain that? Constantly falling on your face before a loving God that's loving you. It's loving you. Love runs too. <sighs> will, you, will you play? That'd be great.
By the way, coolest thing ever, a flute saxophone player with a baby on. Coolest thing ever. Coolest thing ever. Look, I recognize we're not always going to all understand each other. I understand some people are way more patriotic. That's awesome. I champion that. We understand that some people feel that they want to always stand up for, for people that, that don't have a real voice. That Look, that's God too. We want to create space for that. Be louder. We understand that sometimes you felt like that your art, it didn't make sense to other people, but it does to God. And so be liberated this morning. Be free. You can run again. I know that there's pain and tension that says, I uh, feel like Jonah, I just want to quit. No, it's a great thing, Jonah's story, because he lets us look at it because it's okay to deal with your issues, but not outside God. It's okay to deal with them in God because God's getting our attention. And I think Jonah got it because he left his, he left his moment, like the, the, the memoir to let us see into his life that make much of God. What's God doing? His love story is changing the city. He's changing the city. So there's an image I leave us with is, do we tolerate people and love them or do we quarantine them? We're here to help you, but just keep you within these bounds. We'll give you some resources. Just don't start affecting our homes or our family. You guys, this is challenging. It is. And I would say, take it up with Jesus. Um, take it up with Jesus. What does this look like? I think for a nation, it looks a little bit more that we, we're praying that we don't go to war as opposed to we, we see a nation that goes to war on behalf of God, that we'd be more people that's praying for peace. And if you're a soldier, you execute whatever you're supposed to do under your authority, period. Most of us aren't soldiers though. We're soldiers for God. <laughs> right? Who get, get this, who endure hardship that aim to please the one who's enlisted them. What? You guys, this is the gospel. It is awesome because here's what the gospel provides. It says, though you suffer now, you'll rejoice later. Though you might not have riches now, you have riches later. And if you have riches now, there's a greater, richer kingdom. It is so beautiful how Proverbs 22, 2 comes together. It says, where the rich and poor come together, the Lord is their maker. Period. And so... All races, all faces, all people, you belong here. That's where we're going out in the name of the Lord, in the strength of the Lord this week. Love runs too. Somebody pick back up their shoes. You need to get, you need to start running again. Somebody needs to get their headband on. You've been running from too long. You're done with God. You're, you're, you're wrestling, all these things. Man, you need to let God love you. Somebody's got to let God love them this morning. Singing songs of freedom and deliverance this morning. That before you comment, you start to think about the people and the implications that you might not understand their situation. So let's be a little slower. Listen, learn, but love, but love. So if that's our starting place, I think that we can run some great places. I think we can build some great kingdoms, start some great businesses, but it's all under the main kingdom, Jesus' kingdom and, and his language that love would be throughout it all throughout it all and so that's the call this morning that it would cost us something financially emotionally physically time and I think what you'll find is it's awesome it's awesome 
It's better to love people. Jesus, uh, we give you our shoes. We're sick of running in our own strength. It's too difficult. We always want to quit. And you know that. But we recognize even the ability to come to you is a means of grace. And to express our frustrations and our insecurities. God, we're never going to like all the same music, all the same cuisine. But I pray that you deposit a deep love to understand. And then out of that, we'd be able to speak confidently and lead in a way that would reflect your people. That we would measure twice and cut once. In the name of Jesus Christ, we submit and we commit to your leadership and your will. We recognize you are the one who is merciful, slow to anger, and you want to change cities. And we thank you that we get the opportunity to be involved in this region from Dansville, Williamston, Grand Ledge, and Lansing, all of this, that we work together. It's not us and them. It is literally a we initiative. We are in this together. We shop at the same places. We go to the same stores. We watch movies in the same place. And may the people of God lead the way. May we be courageous enough to say that we're adventurous enough and we're stupid enough to believe that love can change things then we'll just jump into the mess and into the stress let it be more normal that we would take risks than that it would be more normal that we would sit at home and just watch those taking risks god may we pay to play pay to play in jesus name amen amen jesus is good come on love runs too so next sunday Right after service, at the second service, we're inviting everybody back this week. We're going to have pizza, taco truck, laser tag, free pumpkins for all the kids. Um, cool things. Three-point basketball, cash prize is going to happen all right after service. We're going to hang out just to celebrate what it means to tell people they belong, they're loved, and they have purpose. So invite people back this week. Maybe there's somebody you're like, I don't know if they'd ever want to come to church. They always ask me what they should wear. Man, this is the week. Invite them. This is Love the City Week. And if you want to serve right after service today, maybe you can carve out an hour. We're going to go in the kids' hallway, and we're going to put together all these bags in about 15 minutes and so we'll give you orders for those that can stay uh, so that's going to be great we got 4,000 bags to put together today in the team leads and let's go love like crazy y'all with me y'all with me come on y'all with Jesus amen so go in the strength of the Lord be blessed we pray that you will feel his presence throughout it all even when it hurts because God is still working we love you Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.